Welcome to our next episode of Fandom Family Chats. This is a production of Family Fan Clubs on Facebook. You can find us all over Facebook. You can find us all over social media under Fandom Family Chats. Look us up, get dialed in, get plugged in, and get ready to listen to some crazy people talk crazy stuff. Hey everyone, welcome back to Fandom Family Chats. I'm Jeanette. I'm Eve. And we are talking about One Chicago today. Um, second episode for all of them. First one we're going to talk about is Ned, of course, because it comes on first. Makes sense. Um, and this episode, I love the title of this episode, so I have to say it out loud here just because I thought when I read the title, I was like, what in the world is the title of this episode? But actually, after you watch it, the title makes sense completely. Uh, but it's caught between the wrecking ball and the butterfly. Oh, yes, it did end up being quite perfect. Yes. So, um, but like, I want to start off by saying, <laughs> Will, oh, can man. the man get a break? Can anything in his life go right? I don't think a break is in the works for Will. I feel like it's just been one thing after another, not just the last couple seasons, but consistently oh, every right. season he's going through it. It's like, can we just let him be happy and leave him alone and Please. just put someone else through a bunch of stuff. I mean, I mean, if you think back, I mean, the poor man, had, I don't think he's had one good season where something's like somewhat traumatic. We made it traumatic. Maybe that's like a strong word. It's not always traumatic, but like he's bad luck. Like something goes wrong for him every single season. So maybe this think- is his, maybe this will be his maybe we'll and get over this and we'll about be halfway through every season you think things are finally looking up yeah he's gonna be fine and then another well, thing gets thrown in his face there's always trouble at work or in his personal life he can't keep a woman like and not from any fault of his own like he just it doesn't work out for him ever like they leave they move like they go away like i don't i don't get it yeah, they, they need to cut the poor man a break because mm-hmm. with that building, I was <gasps> like, dear Lord, he just bought that thing. Mm-hmm. So what was the deal? He had to, like, he, he had to pay, in, there was like some kind of fee he had to pay because he wasn't meeting. Well, yeah, the building code. But like, he was waiting on insurance to chime in to like, get it all fixed. Although I read, so I was trying to look this up and I, I think I read that when it comes to arson a lot of times insurance will not cover it even if you know it wasn't your own doing you would think that that would be the case but I don't know and so it's like that doesn't sound fair no I mean it's a very childish thing to say but that doesn't seem fair. he didn't do anything wrong here and then my, the idea of $700 a day oh that made me want to throw ridiculous up. it's ridiculous like who I, I know he's like a, a doctor in a you know in Chicago but like even who no one could afford $700 a day can they $700 a day for anything is excessive $700 a day is my my take-home weekly paycheck like actually it's more than that like that's oh that's a lot and I've got like 10 years on my job like I, I've been there a while you know what I mean like there's no way yeah I'd be homeless yeah my children would have to starve I mean like there would be nothing you could do so I mean I will say Hannah kind of irritated me just a little bit because it's like can you show him just just a touch of compassion for the fact that he's struggling with the idea of just tearing this down 
Yeah, because all she said was, well, then you should just tear it down. Like, it's... Which, it that is the correct answer. But, like, give the man a minute to, like, I mean, he's lost everything. Yeah, it's like, how about a, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, this is so hard for you. You know, just to tear it down yeah. and move on. Yeah, let him vent about it for a minute. And then I'm sure he was going to come to the conclusion himself that it should be torn down as well. But, like, be supportive, lady. I think I almost cried. When I saw the into it, I was like, "This is so sad." He just got that thing, and he was on his way. Like he had a couple of uh, units that were all good to go, and now it's being torn down. I was like, "This is just depressing." Yeah, and he lost everything. I mean, and I guess I don't know. I guess the patience that they got this week maybe that helped put things in perspective for him. You know, just that you know. I mean, it is just stuff and it is just, you know, everything's okay. But I mean, those patients made me sad too. Like I was like, this is so sad for this mom who's clearly confused on what's going on. It made me really sad, but then I was also happy for Will because we got to see him in, you know, his typical, you know, Mm -hmm. Dr. Halstead fighting Mm -hmm. mode, you know, his go-to from what I remember of him from the very beginning Mm -hmm. with that cancer patient from season one. So yeah. we got to see a lot of that because yeah. he was really, really fighting for that right. kid, the broken arm. And you know, his, this is the thing about Will, his, his, maybe his met, or I mean, I don't know what the word is. Like you mentioned the cancer patient, obviously what he did back in that case, it was not the right thing to do in this case, pushing for DCFS also probably not the right thing until they figured it out. But like, what I love about Will is even though it may not be the right thing, everything he does comes from a good place. It's never it's never him being egotistical. I know a lot of people try to say that about him. I don't think that's the case. He just honestly cares about people so much that sometimes he oversteps and wants to make decisions for them because he thinks that's the best. But it's, it's, it's from a good place. It's always the wrong thing for the right reason. Mm-hmm. His, like, he always means well. Yeah. He just it's, likes to, when he just sees someone in trouble, he needs to jump and act on it fast. Mm-hmm. He doesn't always think. Yeah. And he wasn't wrong. That I mean, obviously... At that point when he was saying, let's, you know, we need to call in, you know, child protective services, um, you know, he, he, the child, I mean, he was, the child needed someone else and he was in danger. I mean, his arm was broken and mom wasn't even going to let them treat him. She even tried to pull him out of there. So like, I get his perspective. I'm glad that Hannah was able to like, oh, Hannah, like, I really love her. So for many reasons, I hope she sticks around. Um. But, like, she figured it out, thankfully, before the kid was was taken away. Yeah, I was really thankful that they figured that out. Because after Dr. Charles basically said that he's done all he knows how to do, I was Mm -hmm. thinking, what on earth is wrong with this mom? Like, they need to... I was hoping it wasn't going to be, like, a multi-episode storyline that we were looking at. Because that was going to kill me. Yeah. So, I don't like those on these Chicago shows. I like them to tie things up in one episode if possible. Uh, yeah, it depends. I mean, with this specific episode, with this specific um, storyline, though, I was like, seeing this child in pain for multiple episodes is just gonna not work for me. So, yeah, yeah I am glad she figured it out. And I agree. I want her to stay for a long, long time. Me because too. it was on for a season. And then we really got to know her and like her. And then she was gone. I said, oh, well, I hope she comes back. They've been right. doing a lot of that. Didn't they do that with um, that other doctor with like her, the one who had the homeless mom? Yeah. 
Yeah, she was gone in no time. I mean, there's been so many yeah. that, that do she that. She didn't even um, stay a full season. She no. was like half a season. Well, I mean, remember there was Dr. Charles. He had that that intern like after Sarah. Her name was, what was it? El- it was Elsa, right? Because I remember because I thought of Frozen. Oh, like, I, I love that actress. So like I hated that she disappeared so fast because she's from, um, oh, what is the name of that show? Now I can't think of it. It was really funny. I tried to get you all to watch it sometime about like the la- the lady who goes back into publishing like she's like my age but she like pretends she's like 25 and everybody oh, believes her. um is it younger yes that's what it is but the girl that played elsa was on that and she's so funny on there so i mean i i don't know oh, men has a bad habit of dropping their characters really quickly i loved elsa i know oh, I really miss her i haven't thought about her for a while but now i mean I she was awkward and kind of made some big mistakes but like i liked her so i don't know they have they do that so let's not do that with hannah again like i hope she's in it for the long haul which i i feel like i read that she I don't know. I could be not right about that, but I feel like I did read that she was going to be a regular. So maybe she is sticking around. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they got that all sorted out. Thank goodness. Because once the mom, they did the surgery. Did they do a surgery on her? Like how did that was? I, I think they were going to, I'm not sure if we saw that part. Maybe we did. Cause she was good by the end. So maybe they yeah, did. Cause by yeah. the end she was like, I don't want to say normal. Lucid like, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, she was more lucid and with, and she was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I thought you were trying to hurt my son. And I'm like, oh, thank goodness. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I was like, I do not want to see that kid dragged off by CPS with, oh. you know, the, the mom like yelling and screaming. I was like, this is going to be horrible. Yeah. So luckily we were able to skip all of that. And the little, the butterfly reference, I just loved it. I mean, just the way he kind of like, you know, then the butterfly was she had you know come out of her chrysalis and like he said she was beautiful again which i thought was just a really sweet reference to what yeah. was going on with his mom you know love that well going back to the mom they had to they had some issues with getting her with figuring out what was wrong with her i know yeah. sam had to fight for her because of that dang supply shortage mm-hmm. like is that a thing i think it, it is obviously going on in the resident too yeah and i know in the resident they're talking about funding being slashed from um like medicine and, and education blood shortage and stuff you know yeah so i'm like well well in last know. season gray's anatomy there was a blood shortage too so it, it must be like a real thing like happening right now yeah so i'm sitting here thinking like how is this a thing like people die <laughs> without yeah. enough blood like i i don't understand but so it was the contrast they needed the dye yeah and it's someone like, else needed blood i think it was like crockett needed blood for another surgery was that this week or last week no though? that was this or at least he needed the dye for this because he was needing to see it was a gunshot victim right i don't know i whatever I, he was needing he was yeah. needing to see exactly what and i don't i don't know i don't have much medical knowledge he needed the dye to see like exactly where he needed to work on stuff i think correct i know that sounds super like it's layman terms for sure you'd think um, we'd know more based on the uh, we should your number of medical dramas we watch yeah but, but you know <laughs> well but thank god for dr abrams i love him when he's on screen he is such he's a jerk i mean he is but in a lovable sort of way <laughs> he is like I, I remember as the first time i saw him i texted amanda and i was like 
am I not supposed to like Abrams? Because I really, really like him, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure if that's okay. Yeah. No, but, he gives me, like, like A.J. Austin vibes from, like, The Resident, in that he's, like, arrogant, and he's a jerk, but it's because he knows he's good, and, like... like he's good at what he does, and he knows... Yeah, he but, says it like it is, and sometimes you need that. Like, in this case, with the worst intern I've ever seen in my life that Crockett's now happened to work with, Oh I mean, God. just, I mean, first of all, this kid, you question Crockett, you like kind of interrupt him in the middle of like, when they're talking about the victim, he just totally interrupted, took over the conversation. This is like, you're attending, like, you can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, and there, and then in this, he jumps up. I love when he started talking about like them needing it. And Dr. Abrams is like, are you an intern? Don't speak unless spoken to. He's like, you're not even in this discussion right now. And I love how nobody even jumped up and told Sam, hey, hey, hey. Everyone just sat there and was like, okay, yep, you need to know your place, he said. Exactly. I mean, maybe that's not the nicest way to say it, but he's not wrong. Like, you are, like, you're a baby here right now. Like, these people know what they're talking about. I mean, be like adults having a conversation and, you know, the five-year-old wanting to jump in with their opinions your opinions really don't matter right now like adults are trying to make a decision and that's kind of what was happening there like your job is to learn not yeah Yeah. but thankfully you know he made me crazy though because remember he had that other solution what was it like nitrogen or co i think it was co2 to somehow or something and crockett was like well that's going i forget exactly what he said but he basically said well that's going to go terribly and then lo and behold it went terribly and what does this guy say no well, one. no one could have foreseen that i was like except crockett, crockett did. did two minutes ago yeah he did <laughs> like you have the nerve to like like cool if you're coming up with innovative like creative ideas for this great bring it to crockett ask him what do you think about this because if it's a good idea then he's gonna be like yeah let's do that but obviously it wasn't a good idea because there were things that you couldn't see and it almost killed the guy and then he had the gall to go make a complaint to HR for what was it a hostile work environment yes. or something? It's like, of, well, I'd be a little hostile too if you were trying to kill my patient. Yeah. Well, you know, of all people, like Crockett is not someone who's a hostile work environment. He could never make a hostile work environment. He just does not have that in him. Yeah, no, I mean, he's going to obviously call you out when you're wrong because that's what he's supposed to do as your teacher. But he's not, and I, I mean, Sharon even asked, I mean, Sharon knew that she was like, you know, do you, he had to have done something pretty crazy. Do you want to like file a counter complaint? And I love that Crockett was like, no, and I don't take that as, I mean, I take that as he's going to, I don't think he like likes a guy. I don't think he's like, no, I see something in him. I mean, he might, but I think it's more of like, we're going to see a new Crockett here. And he's like, no, I'm going to fix this myself. I love how he kind of thought about it first he's like mm-hmm. nope nope I'm good like yeah. oh this is gonna I'm, so I'm interested see, I'm excited to see where things go with this I don't even want to learn his name like I'm not gonna take the time no, because I didn't put it in I feel notes. like Crockett's gonna kick him out any day now yeah I mean I, I didn't put it in there because I was like ah, I don't really care he's like the new intern I yeah. don't care to know his name yeah it's fine because we did meet other interns, which I liked better than him. Like, I, I didn't mind the one that um, <laughs> came up to Archer, which I thought was funny. And he was like, you know what? Ethan's back. He's going to help you with that. 
I I liked him. Him I liked. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously green and obviously he's going to need a lot of work. But I, I think he's I think he might be a good one to stick around once, you know, Ethan can help him out. Yeah. So and luckily, Ethan has the potential to be a lot more, you know, fun and likable. So can we I, I want to say this already. <laughs> I mean, April has already had an effect on Ethan. Okay. She yeah. was stalling for like two minutes in the last episode and I already like him again. Yeah. She has I don't... this wonderful effect over Ethan. That... She's just mag- she's she's magic. Mm-hmm. I think so. Too. I mean, I was like, wow, look at him. He's back and he's relaxed and this is great. I mean, it's too bad you didn't go on this mystery vacation with April, which would be kind of fun if we found out that you did. But I don't think I think that's just wishful thinking. But that would be fun. Yeah, but I like that intern. I hope we get to see more of him because he genuinely seemed to want to learn. I was a little disappointed with, oh my gosh, I keep getting the names confused. Archer. 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 I still don't understand why they have an Archer (laughs) and an Asher. It's way too close together. At the same time, it's too confusing. Um, Call him Dean and Hannah instead. So yeah, I was a little frustrated with Dean when he pretty much just shoved him aside and said never mind I'll do it except I mean yeah, I, I guess I can see that like he needed to be intubated mm-hmm. well I think it was more because I mean I feel like normally like Dean is actually pretty good I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna say something else but before I finish this something I thought I would never say I think I like Dr. Archer I think I'm getting there I think I'm starting to like him more now that they're doing the whole storyline with his son, which I, we're going to get into a little bit later. Yeah, I feel like they're finally giving us something to work with mm-hmm. as far as he goes. So yeah, well, and I think we see him <clears throat> even with this story with you know the patient that had ALS. I think we get to see more about like who Archer is, and that he's not just this grumpy like jerk <clears throat> of a man. That mm-hmm. that side tends to come out in him when when he's like worried or stressed because I think he got you know he knew this patient he was the first one to diagnose him with the ALS so he cared I think which I, I think that's what I was going to say that I think he that's why he sort of pushed him aside I think otherwise he might have been a little more patient in letting him have the time to learn it it was um, a time sensitive yes. um procedure from what I could tell yeah now is this a patient that we'd seen in the past because it seemed like he and Dean had a history I so I thought I missed something no I don't think so my guess is it's um before Dean came to Gaffney um that maybe he had him or I mean I guess it could have been because Ethan didn't seem to know him so my guess is it happened prior to him coming there to work he really did not want to be intubated yeah. so I'm wondering if we're going to be seeing more of him yeah if this is all going to you know bite Ethan and Dean and well and how is that going to work out with dean i mean he clearly he said he had a dni which i didn't know was a thing um by the way i knew dnrs existed i didn't know dnis existed but i guess they do um he clearly had one he clearly expressed that he had one and dean did it anyways so i'm not sure like legally how that's gonna work out because i mean this guy i mean i don't know i feel like that that's that's big yeah, because we did have that whole thing with, you know, Will at the very beginning of the series with um, that DNR cancer patient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I don't know. I really feel like 
I don't think we've seen the end of this patient. I think, mm -hmm. you know, Dean may be in for a little bit of trouble here. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially since, I mean, I feel sorry for the, the patient because, I mean, Dean, you know, like he said, it was only, you know, he's going to get him right off of it. And by the end of the episode, he did not get him off that too, off that vent. Like he was like um, awake even. Yeah. With the tube in, I'm like, this man is going to be pissed. Or he is pissed. Yeah. He looked really bad. And I mean, you know, God forbid, like the guy, like, what if he does, like he said, he didn't want to die on a vent. What if he does? I mean, I feel like that's going to really affect Dean too, because he's going to feel awful that, you know, he disobeyed his wishes and this happened. So that's kind of sad. But it is going to be, I mean, as terrible as it's going to be, it'll be nice to, you know, get another layer to Dean. And I've been wanting since he came on i i hated him i did but i wanted to dive deeper because i love the actor this is another case of like i mean like i'm a 90s kid so like my mom used to watch wings and like steven weber was on there and we loved him and then of course you know i don't know he's on the shining the like tv movie version that was on in the 90s or whatever like i i love him so i've been wanting a reason to dig into dr archer and actually well, the storyline yeah. well, story we have going with his son, I think, is really going to get us there because yeah. I'm finally starting to, seeing him interact with his son, I'm really starting to, you know, mm -hmm. feel a little bad for him. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a rough road he's going to have to walk as far as repairing his relationship with his son. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when they first mentioned the son, I guess last season, I got the impression, I thought it was going to be one of those, like he was just kind of a deadbeat dad who just didn't speak to his son anymore. But now that we see his son was a drug addict and there are obvious reasons for this, it makes me see it differently. You know, I mean, he, he obviously tried everything he could and eventually just had to kind of step back and let the kid have his own path here, even if it was the wrong one. Yeah, but it seems like he's ready to, you know, try fighting again because... Mm -hmm wasn't he talking about you know getting a better lawyer and and, and everything I think I know the kid was resistant to that he's not a kid I mean I keep saying kid but you know his kid I guess um I know he was resistant to that at first but I think they're going to go the route I think Dean is going to get him a better lawyer and I think he's going to get out because otherwise I feel like why introduce this story if the guy's not going to get out of prison and we're not going to get to see that relationship be built back up Exactly. And I want to see this continue because if all we're seeing is um, Dean, you know, at the hospital behaving the way that he has been mm -hmm. since he first came on, we're not going to enjoy his character at all. At least now we have an idea of, oh, maybe this is why mm -hmm. he is the way that he yeah. is. And I mean, now that we've got a new villain and, you know, Crockett's intern, we don't need Archer to be our villain anymore. We've got someone else to hate, so we can go ahead. And and I'm really excited about uh, Mr. Intern because, um, I don't know, he's, I think he's going to be a fun, a fun villain, a fun, mm -hmm. very fun person to dislike. Yes. Like it's going to be week after week. Oh, what's Dr. Intern doing now? Because that's his name. We don't yeah. need to know his real name. Yeah. So speaking of parental relationships we got to see a whole lot more to the was it grant vanessa maggie thing it's getting real messy i hate this storyline 
it's my least favorite at the moment. See, I liked it at the beginning, and mm. it's now that it's getting so messy, yeah. it's, like, it, it's getting really cringy to watch. Well, I mean, first of all, Grant, you bothered me the fact that you just, like, look, I understand when you have friends and family that work at a hospital, I'm, I'm fully aware that you probably get special favors and get bumped up to the front of the line. It's cool. Do that. But, like, he just walks in there, like, just expecting, you know, like, to go ahead of all of these other people. I mean, not even like they'd been communicating all these years. Like, they just came back into each other's lives. Uh So let's consider the fact that, you know, not a new friend, but let's, you know, put it there. They're basically new friends. And now you want to jump to the front of the line. It's like. I didn't like that at all. That's. Especially with that's Maggie. a really crummy position to put Maggie in because yeah. you know, that's her ED. Yeah, and I mean Vanessa's another story. I mean, like you know, she's a doctor. I mean, like she's your daughter, so I mean, I would have been more okay with him actually approaching her about it than Maggie. Like Maggie's no one to you. I mean, not now. I mean, maybe at one time she was, but she's not anymore. And so just assume that she's going to help you like that. And she I made it very it. clear. Yeah. I like. We are not having a relationship. I brought you and Vanessa together. That's the relationship. Mm -hmm. I'm not a part of this. We are not a, the three of us are not a we. Yeah. And then, oh my gosh, to find out, I mean, there were so many things I hated. I hated that Vanessa sort of pressured her into lunch. Like she said, no. So like, just, you don't need her to like, I mean, you pressured her until Maggie was like, fine, I'll do it. Ben shows up. Maggie is like, actively hiding stuff from him like at this point in the episode and then we got she hadn't even told him it's been how long has it been it's been months right she should it's been months yeah because uh, you know what not that I have any experience being in this kind of situation at all but shouldn't she have shared this with him before she tracked Grant down yeah and you know what if because he knew about Vanessa right mm-hmm. like he's known about her this whole time yeah and I'm not saying, obviously, she doesn't need his permission, or that's not what I'm saying here at all. I mean, like, she doesn't need anyone's permission to do anything. But, like, he's your husband and your partner. He does deserve communication and honesty. And he brought up a good point. So she's bringing it up now. Mm-hmm. So is, why is she bringing it up now? And why and that, did you make it? It's like, well, you should have told me this from the beginning. So yeah. why are you deciding to tell me now? Like, what's going on? And why did she even say, like, I've told him that, that nothing's going to happen? Like, why make it weird, Maggie? Like, you just made this super weird that it didn't have to be. Like, the fact that you're even, like, telling Ben, oh, I've told him, like, there's nothing going to happen between us means that you thought about it. Or he thought, I mean, like, it makes it weird. And I don't like this. I feel like it's it's not characteristically like Maggie. And I don't, I think that's what I hate the most is that I love Maggie so much. Mm -hmm. And this is just, I really don't want to dislike Maggie. Yeah. I mean, unless we're just trying to find a way to where her character going to need to like take some time to think about some things, because I know that the actress um, is, you know, has health issues and maybe they're trying to find an out to like, in case she needs a break from something. I don't know. Otherwise I don't understand Maybe they're trying to build in at least, you know, pockets of time where she can be gone for yeah weeks at a time. That's the but, only thing I can think of, but it's, I don't like the storyline at all. But yeah, I wish they just come up with something else. Yeah. 
she could have gone and got her uh, that same degree that uh, April got. Yeah, I mean something. I don't. They didn't need to do all this. Mm-hmm. It it's weird, and I don't care for it. So. I didn't really like Vanessa's whole attitude at the beginning. She's like, I saw you, you just left. Like, mm-hmm. first of all, you bullied her into having this lunch mm-hmm. and you saw that Ben was there. Like, does Vanessa not know that Ben isn't aware what's going on? She didn't until Maggie told her. But either way, like, look, here's the deal. If I'm supposed to have lunch with my my ba- my ex-baby daddy and my daughter, who I see at work every day, well, my husband surprises me for lunch. I think it's okay if I want to sneak off and have lunch with my husband instead. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't care for it. I don't know. Everything about this story have, makes me upset. Yeah. It didn't have to have anything to do with how awkward that lunch would have been. Mm-hmm. Her husband came in for a surprise. She wanted to have lunch with her husband who yeah. she wants to see and doesn't get to see at the hospital. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone should be making her feel bad about that. No. No, not at all. I mean, I obviously, like I said, she should have told Ben. I'm glad she has now, but you made it awkward. So obviously Ben's got some issues with that now. Um, but I don't know. So next week looks insane. Have you seen that? Like there's drama. I had to look at your note, looking at your notes. I was like, that was so long ago. What happened? But looking at your notes now, I remember (laughs) the preview. Like they're just all fighting. I'm really interested in Dr. Charles and his intern because she rubbed me the wrong way big yeah. time. Yeah. On um in the premiere, right? That's when we first mm-hmm. saw her. Yeah. I feel like so much happened in <laughs> this ep- I feel like so much happened in the first two episodes of Med this season. I'm like, wait a minute, have there only been two episodes? It's because we're way? used to binging. So this whole waiting a week in between, we're getting really confused on like what's happening where. I'll I'll blame it on that but yeah I'm really interested in what's going on with Dr. Charles and his intern because I was disappointed we didn't get to see her again this week because that tension was there like from the get-go so that's Mm -hmm. gonna I'm guessing that's really going to build yeah because she said in the preview I'm not an intern or something like I'm not your intern you need to stop treating me like that or something oh yeah I think I do remember I don't know but isn't she an intern that's what I thought. So now I'm really confused. I'm like, oh, so maybe she, she's just a resident. Maybe she's a resident. Which there's maybe a she's a resident. I, I don't know. Either way, but, sweetheart, you're new. You're new. Doctor Charles has been around for eight years. Get Dr. over Doctor Charles is Doctor Charles, so he's gonna. Yeah, no, you need to listen. To oh, Amanda would be riled up right now if she was here. Is <laughs> Doctor Charles know. her guy? You can't mess with him. The one that like had me like. Well, you know, the Ethan Hannah one doesn't surprise me because I feel like they're both pretty, like, strong-willed and, like, they tend to want their way. I'm obviously, I haven't even seen what happens yet. I'm team Hannah. Like, I mean, it's just how it is. But I want to know, why is Crockett fighting with Vanessa? That one seems out of left field. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because I was confused can you refresh my memory though like what was their thing in the preview like I, don't I feel like they were ar- I remember they were arguing about something I don't remember exactly what they said I know it was the tiniest little snippet of like Vanessa sort of I think it was Vanessa think, that was kind of like yelling at him about like something. she was saying like I don't need your help or yeah. like you need like she was asking him to stop doing something mm-hmm. for her 
And I thought it it came off as really weird because Mm -hmm. they had, like, there was this one time, very brief period that she was into him and they dropped it. So that's what worries me, if I'm being honest with you, because now that um, his lady, what was her name? His lady friend. I don't remember. See, the people that don't stick around long enough, I can't remember your names. His lady friend who he, um, his mentor. Yeah. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I don't remember. She's gone now. Transplant lady. And Crockett, I'm pretty like, is one of those characters that, I mean, he was like Dr. Rhodes was. He will not be able to be alone because he's Crockett Marcel. He's not going to be alone for very long. So I'm like, please don't bring that back. That was like a storyline that I forgot about. Like That was, yeah, I happily forgot about that storyline. I was very glad with how quickly it was dropped. Yeah. But I mean, these fights, I don't have to see them. And I can already tell you, um, Team Dr. Charles, Team Crockett, Team Hannah. Yep, already picked my sides. I don't even know what they're talking about, and I don't even care about being proven right or not. I'm still on their sides. I'm still gonna be their side for sure. Okay, so it's gonna be intense next week. I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, so I guess now we can talk about fire, which Maureen gets to join us for the rest of the episode. Hello, hello, hello. Did you have your coffee? You're ready to go i've got my very nice mug of coffee that i haven't even started drinking yet because i knew i wanted to save um, it for talking fire bd yay i'm so and glad chicago shows are back on me too i've missed them a lot i've been re-watching like pd though because <laughs> i'm gonna rewatch one i've be been one. mourning the fact that i have to wait mm-hmm. another week for the next episode oh, fun yeah this is my first time ever waiting between episodes Ever. I caught up to PD Med at the end of last season, but not much. Just like the last few weeks. So, all right. So this week, though, Stella, um, she sort of admitted that Bowden might be right about Carver, which I'm glad. I like Carver, so mm-hmm. like I'm I'm glad that it's gonna work out. I'm glad they're making us like him because I was. If they throw another character at us without giving us any kind of backstory mm-hmm. and then just take them away, I'm going to be really really upset. So. <laughs> I'm glad they're kind of giving more to his backstory so we can grow to like him because now I really like him. I, I, I thought actually in the first episode, I thought they're going to make it so that we don't like him because last week when she said that she had talked to Hill and she didn't say that's how she got the position, but she said that Hill sort of helped her get there. And his response yeah. was, mm, that makes sense. I really thought they were going to go a different direction with this character in the second episode. And I'm happy yeah. they didn't. We don't need somebody else to hate. Mm-mm. and i didn't like what making him that way giving him that appearance i didn't like what that did for stella and bowden either right because bowden and i especially like from bowden because i know i wasn't on the podcast last week so i'm part of me really wants to discuss last week's episode because <laughs> i didn't get to but like with bowden coming at stella for her decisions on that when he never did that with casey and he never did that with severide it was nice to have that balance out this week because I don't, 51 doesn't get that kind of tension. And that's what we talked about last week too, was how I was like, I really need to know what is so special about this Carver guy. That's really putting this tension between Bowden and Stella because Bowden usually does not push back with his lieutenants that way. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I knew there had to be something really good about him i was like they better make him a real likable guy otherwise i'm going to be really mad at dick wolf 
yeah, for putting all this tension in 51. So thankfully, they did give us more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they maybe gave us a little too much of focus on him and like the construction site thing. I, it just felt very, very intense suddenly. Yeah. And I would have liked a little bit less maybe, but I think that the the goal that they were trying to do was get, get him to orient to 51's way of life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what Stella was doing is, you know, this is how we do things at 51. So you know what, if this is what you need and I'm your Lieutenant, this is what you got. We're going to get it done. But I think they could have done a little bit less. It seemed very dramatic for me mm-hmm. <laughs> to like, I mean, I even said in the chat and I'm still, <clears throat> I just know that the Chicago shows like to give us our happy couples and then do something to like totally rip it away and I just feel like there was too much Carver and Stella working together I don't I hope there's nothing weird that like goes from that but it just felt I don't know it just gave me one of these weird vibes and I was like I don't care for it at all I really hope that they're not gearing toward a direction of putting friction between Stella and Severide because if that's the direction they're going, I'm going it to be, I will continue watching, but I will be unhappy. Because the way he just kept looking at her like, why are you doing this for me? Like, I don't know. I just didn't like it. But I, I think like that had more to do with their tensions that were in uh, mm-hmm. the Academy and the fact that, you know, she clearly didn't like him in that first episode. So I think it made a difference there. Yeah. It just reminds me of like Severide working with the OFI chick and all the tension that that caused. It just feels like the same vibes right there. And I don't care for it. And you see that nothing happened there. Severide was like, no, I'm not but interested. It was, still, it was still troublesome for a minute, though. It kind of made Stella act all wonky. And so I just don't, I don't know. But I- I don't oh, no. think I don't think that's Sephiroth's character though. Yeah. Even when she was gone and didn't respond to him, he was like, "Yeah, I don't like this, but I'm not gonna make a deal out of it." You know. Yeah. And the only, he was like that with her buddy from what was it, high school? Mm-hmm. But even then, he was like, "I just he's a bad guy," and he t- it turned out that he was doing something was. weird. Yeah. So I mean, I think Sephiroth trusts his gut pretty implicitly, and the fact that they also coded the episode with some um stellar ride moments mm-hmm. that were nice and sweet and affectionate and stella is understanding that severide's going through something right now so she being affectionate mm-hmm. with him i love that scene where uh she says he's like i'm fine She's like, well yeah because your wife worked a miracle on you and you're good <laughs> yeah. now so i think that they're gonna pepper those moments in because really in a firehouse it can't be all especially when they're at work you can't focus on them so i think they had to, i think they were trying yeah. to get balance a little bit and i really do think that stella was oriented to the 51 life yeah because no yeah. we've seen every firefighter who's come on has been unprepared for that kind of connection yeah and that who, was it violet who said man all you guys even live together who was it that said that it might have been. Like, don't expect me to move in with any of you but then she did yeah I don't think that was Violet. Violet hasn't lived with anyone. Maybe it was Becky. It wasn't. Oh, I know it's not Becky, but that's what I know. Was it it Emily? Foster? I don't remember who Emily is. Hmm. She was the previous med student, and then she left to go Hmm. back to med school. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who it was. Yep, it was her. Yep, it was Emily. 
<clears throat> so, I mean, no one is prepared for that kind of relationship in 51. And the best way to do that is to stand by someone when, you know, he, he's saying, I know this guy, this isn't how he would do it. Something yeah. is wrong here. These reports aren't right. There's just something off for your little lieutenant to say, you know, what? I trust you. Let's work this out. And it's not like that's the first time that's happened on the show either. Yeah. They routinely do that for each other. Yeah. It's just, there's, we're not used to a female lieutenant. Yeah, because yeah. remember, Casey would always get, Casey, mm-hmm. Casey and Severide would always get Both, so yeah. heavily involved in cases. I know Herman's done it before, too. Mm-hmm. And the whole team gets involved. So that's just how they yeah. work. And maybe it was also a way to showcase that Stella is a lieutenant. Like, I think, because we can kind of forget, oh, Stella, she's a firefighter. But I think we kind of forget that she is a boss. Like, she's, right. she's in charge of something now. And I think that might be also part of what they were doing. Mm-hmm. so i'm not terribly concerned but i i do like him a little bit better this episode i actually i was unsure of him the first episode but i liked him this episode yeah me too i did like in the bar when stella said if you are going to be able to lie to me again there is no place for you on my truck i like that I, she said that i totally disagree really why i don't because casey's done I'm the so same thing I, i'm so glad amanda's not on here um because she would yell at me right now it's occasionally sometimes Stella her attitude I don't like how it comes across oh I agree with that the way that she said it to him like obviously if he lied about him I feel like there's something traumatic attached to it and it was almost like she was like almost trying to threaten him and demand him like open up to her about this I don't think that's the approach to get it to happen Mm -hmm. and they didn't care for the way that she did it because like he even it didn't work because he was like well we just won't have to we'll just have to not talk about where my scar came from Mm -hmm. but I think that's kind of why I liked it yeah was because I do think that you cannot be lying to each other on the truck you should be saying I'm not going to talk about this rather than making up something because you have to be able to trust them yeah and we've seen Matt do the same thing and we've seen several I don't think we've really seen several do that but they demand honesty from the people that they're working Mm -hmm. with you don't have to talk about it but you're not going to lie yeah but I, I don't think I don't know why because he was approached by cap and tony i think he if he had said i don't want to talk about it it would have made weird and everybody in the firehouse yeah. would now have been talking about like oh why won't he say what happened like what i mean i feel like it would have just led to something so that was his reasoning for to be in like house fire and pilsen like mm-hmm. let's just so i don't know it just seemed it seemed too pushy for me for me from her and i and it is like it. true that he didn't lie to her he did not he didn't say it to her so i mean there is that which i didn't think about until you just reminded me that she said it he said it to cap and tony not he to did. her but i did imagine i mean <laughs> imagine if he had said to cap i don't want to talk about this everybody would have gotten super weird oh for sure yeah i just i forgot that scene existed i actually was trying to remember how she knew it was from a fire in pilsen I forgot that but I do think what I liked about it is because you can't lie to each other so I like that she made that clear I but now realizing how the situation came in I think she should have done a little differently but what I liked about the scene is one that she said that but also that he was like well then I'm not gonna lie but I'm not gonna tell you either and I like that that's his personality yeah that I'm not gonna give in to these cheap things Mm -hmm. and I'm not and I think I I think that with Stella sometimes because I agree with you completely I don't always like like when she was yelling at Severide about poaching her crew, I think they're trying so hard to make Stella like a girl boss, a t- stereotypical girl boss, that they make her 
say these things that her character wouldn't ordinarily say, make her be a little bit more rude than she normally would be just so she can be like, I'm in charge. It's my rules. And they don't have to do that with Stella because I think Stella's a great character outside of that. Stella was a great leader before she was made lieutenant. So the fact that they're kind of going overboard Mm -hmm. and making it obvious to us that she's in charge, it's like, we know she's in charge. Yeah. Okay, we watched the show. We know she's in charge. We know she's a lieutenant. Sometimes we forget what happened episode to episode. (laughs) But we remember we remember that she's a lieutenant. We don't need to have it, you know, rubbed in our faces. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not just Stella. I mean, like, I hate any time that like I mean, Severad's done it, Casey did it. When they get like overly like aggressive and like bossy with their team, like I feel like there's a way to assert your dominance and your leadership over this team without being a jerk. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like Stella more often than even the guys. And I, I never mm-hmm. thought, of, I tried to figure out why. And it's probably exactly like what you said, that they're just trying to like, and that bugs me too, that like, I mean, I'm gonna get off on a soapbox that I feel like women, we almost have to be like witches yeah, in order to earn respect from someone, which mm-hmm. is not fair. No. And it would be nice that the show would represent that you don't have to be that to be a leader. It would be nice to, because they all respect the crap out of her already because she's a good firefighter. So they she doesn't need to do that to get their respect. And I feel like this attitude t- change didn't happen until she became lieutenant. And it's the way she's written. And I don't think she was so she commanded respect and leadership simply for who she was as a firefighter before regardless of sex she didn't demand respect because she was a woman she didn't demand respect for any other reason other than she was good at what she does and she is a leader and i think that they should hold it on that and even like when Severide's done that like i feel like his is this is the one male character that you and i don't really agree on because i grew to actually love Severide. like i love him i don't dislike him i just don't love him yeah i know but (laughs) i like I almost like want to defend all of his actions now. Oh, not like me. all of them. <laughs> At the beginning, I was like, mm, no, I don't like how he's treating Casey. But as I watched the show, it's just because, again, he's so good at his job that I just, I like watching. So I think with her, if they could, if they could pull back on a little bit and maybe Carver will be the one to help her pull that back because he's not, he respects her clearly and clearly mm-hmm. he'll serve under her, but he's not going to give in to that kind of demand. So maybe that'll, maybe that'll be a good thing. Yeah, maybe so. And I have to say the other thing I love speaking of like Severide, when Javi was in the firehouse this week, oh my gosh, I love that so much. Why Even my it? kids were like, who's that? You can go to a firehouse? Who's that kid? And then they were watching, they were getting emotional about it. Like, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I was so excited when he, when, you know, he was walking in with Joe, I was like, oh, they're going to have a kid in the firehouse. This is so exciting. Because every time, because those guys eat that crap up like they mm-hmm. love having kids in the firehouse so I was like this is gonna be a good week mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, it was it was so funny how Joe was like that's a lieutenant you're addressing he's like oh yes sir <laughs> I mean I love that they treated him like a candidate you know yes like blueberry pancakes for everyone where's my sandwich like mm-hmm. like they weren't you know not in a mean way but just like they still oh. treated him just like they would I thought and I mean he loved it it was like so you cute. came here expecting to get the firefighter experience and that's mm-hmm. what you're getting you're exactly. making pancakes for the whole house <laughs> one of my favorite parts was Gallo telling because I love Gallo okay he's one of I my do favorites him telling the story of Severide's rescue 
and just blowing it so far out of proportion what actually Superman. happened. It made me laugh so hard. And Severide sitting back there like, nope, that didn't happen. He wasn't even really looking for the most part, was he? He was also repacking the truck while Gallo was uh-huh. telling most of the story. Yeah. Severide's like this mythical creature in the firehouse sometimes. And I just think yeah. it's hilarious because I don't think he thinks of himself that way. He's just like, no, I'm just doing my job. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. But I did... I liked, I cannot remember exactly what he said, but when they were walking out, Joe said, if, I'm blanking on her name, Chelsea? No, that's not right. Chloe. Chloe. If Chloe asks, we didn't do this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember what it was, but I just thought it was so, um, it threw me off at first that he called her Chloe. Mm-hmm. But then, then he was like, don't tell her. I loved how they messed with Cap when they were like, okay, here, pull, <laughs> pull the like, No, don't touch that. Wait, pull this. Yeah. It was any opportunity good. that they get to mess with Cap. I I, I just love mm-hmm. it. I'm just gonna throw this out there. Please give us more Cap. Like I want to please Cap and Tony. Just like yes. an odd episode that's like just them. Like we talked them. about, how, like I we know, want Doctor Nolan doing something on the resident. I would love to see an episode where it's Cap and Tony doing something crazy, 100%. and that's all it is. I know with Cap, it's hard to give him too much of you know a big solid storyline just because of you know the actor's availability. But well, Tony's I would love the same way because they're both really firefighters. Mm-hmm. In oh, life. Tony is too. I knew Cap. Yeah, yeah. that's why they have so few lines is because they're both firefighters. Yeah, so I would love, but I wish they would utilize them a mm-hmm. whole lot more when they do get them mm-hmm. because yeah. they did have that thing with um Cap. Remember when he got injured mm-hmm. that time, and we finally, after so many years, we finally got a little bit of backstory yep. into how Pride and Cap met. So yeah, I love that episode. Me too. Yeah. So hopefully they focused on his girlfriend. That was like, oh my god! Like she's real. (laughs) She's beautiful. Then convinced he was making her up, and then she showed up. I'm like, oh, she's a real person. (laughs) He brought the books they buy, and they're like, oh, you read books? These are mine. They're hers. We broke up. (laughs) Yeah. He's just every time Cap is on the screen, I love it, and I I love that they used Javi as the conduit to get him on screen. Yeah. And how the guys helped him. Fin- finish that what was it that that drill mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the, the dummy up mm-hmm. now that part that was cute so yep. sweet when you know they were all hyping severide up again and severide noticed that joe was feeling a little jealous a little like bummed maybe not jealous i don't know but just a little bummed that you know everybody wants your kid to look up to you you know mm-hmm. not somebody else and so severide that was that was one of his good moments telling that story about joe and then when javi said joe's my hero i was like i did i got emotional there me too i need to go back and rewatch the episode where we met javi because joe literally caught him in his arms yes. falling out that window i remember that mm-hmm. it's crazy and i think that's one of the good things about separate separate usually does have that intuition about people he and he can usually read that and he'll 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 respond to it usually and even when Joe, like it almost, it was so cute with Joe because when Severide was doing that, even Joe was kind of like, he, he wasn't sad that the focus was on him because he wanted Javi to look up to him that way. Yeah. But Joe was kind of like, oh, it wasn't that big of a deal. Like the expression on his face, that's what it looked like to me. And I think watching Joe respond to Javi was so sweet and so rewarding. And like the look on his face when Javi said that he was his hero is just, it was worth the whole episode for me. It was. I'm getting emotional thinking about it. That was just such a good moment. I really hope we get to see more of that family with Chloe, Joe, and um, Javi. 
Otis, yeah. Mm -hmm. I need to see more of that family. Mm -hmm. That is just like the adorable family. <laughs> it is. I yeah. have to see that more. And even when Javi said it, he said it like, well, of course. Like, I know what he's done. He's my yeah. he's my hero. Like, like he this literally is, this is normal, isn't it? Doesn't everyone of, see that way? He yeah. literally caught me when I fell out of a window. I know he's a hero. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's fun to watch that relationship grow between Javi and Joe. But then we also, I mean, as fire does, we watch relationships end, as we talked about a little earlier, and that's a little bit harder on the show. I knew that that couldn't last because, um, gosh, what's his name? Casey. He's not coming back. I, I remember Casey's name. I couldn't remember the actor, so I gave up. <laughs> um, but because we know Casey isn't coming back, at least not for a, at least not for a while. Right. So we were all we given that confirmation. I remember seeing somewhere that he'd said that he's coming, he hopes to return, but not anytime soon. Like maybe oh. not this season. Like okay. he doesn't have plans to return this season. So we, I think we all knew a breakup was going to happen or at least had to happen. But Did it? It was, I mean, it, it was real, it, it was real depressing seeing how manic <sighs> Brett was because she was putting ever, her all into everything. I was like, she needs to say something to someone because she is going to make poor Mouch crazy. <laughs> poor Mouch. I was feeling really sorry for him. Like, I mean, he just wants to go home like after like his like shift there. No, I mean, like she's dragging him all over town doing these paramedicine visits. Like I'm sitting there thinking the man is married to Trudy. Let him go home, please. But like he said, Trudy can use her alone time so i think, I think she was probably it. totally okay with him not being there yeah i'm sure she can use her break from mouch every once in a while so <laughs> i got super scared though on that call like mm -hmm. i knew the first time they went to visit that patient i was like oh something's up something's oh yeah up. and they i think they knew too i mean because mouch was like these bottles spilled like really full like obviously mm -hmm. we're not taking our medicine and then like it was like full-on panic when Mouch is like talking to Trudy outside and Brett decides to go on in by herself I mean I know that these visits are supposed to be they're supposed to be safe and so that's why she felt like she could do that or whatever but I was I was mad at her like here he you know has a hammer who's coming at you and I know you've needed to load your syringe whatever but like you completely turned your back to him mm -hmm. and like stayed there for like yeah. at the same time though I mean, she had even told Mouch that one of the side effects of him not taking his medication was like psychosis, yeah. like mm -hmm. a psychotic. Break. So she knew that. So she had to know she had to have somewhere in her mind going in, you know, he's probably not going to be himself. Mm -hmm. At least the possibility of it, you yeah. know, I mean. Yeah. But I think at the end of the call, the first time they went, I think it was only Mouch who noticed something was wrong because she made the comment, oh, we'd know. But I don't think she did at the end of that first call. So I think when they went back there, I think it was for maintenance and just to check up with his sister. Mm -hmm. I don't think she went in. I think Mouch was the only one who had an inkling because I think Brett was so focused on just powering through patients because she even said at the end of that, no stopping, we're going to eat lunch in the, in the truck. So I think she was just so hyper-focused on treating patient after patient after patient that she didn't fully yeah. register what Mouch had been saying because she thought, no, it's going to be pure psychosis. We will absolutely know without a doubt that he's not taking them. Yeah. Speaking of the sister... I 100% thought for a split second that he'd killed his sister. 
So did I for a minute. And that's why oh. she wasn't around. I was like, oh my God, did he kill the sister? I and didn't think when, about that. Then when he said that it was a car accident, I was like, okay, well, that's still bad. But at least he didn't kill his well, sister. He didn't murder someone, yeah. He was at least, it's not, at least it's not murder. Oh, the sweet mouch. That relationship, like, we don't get to see that. Like, I like that friendship of him and Brett. Mm-hmm. And we don't get to see, we don't see enough mouch, in my opinion, in general. I agree. He's like a wonderful human being, and I love him. <laughs> taking him or her back home to like his house to have dinner with trudy and that little book he's given trudy like like trudy's the one to give advice i mean like of all people in the world trudy platt giving advice on someone's love life but trudy platt is great at telling people how to stand up for themselves and to get what they deserve maybe not so much in relationships but just in general when she was like oh it cracked me up she's like what threw a bowling ball through someone's and he was like oh you were young i was 37 like but the way she says it too she's like um no and you're gonna like that i was that age and you're gonna just deal with it well yeah i mean he's going to because she also said she had plenty more stories I and mean, who knows what trudy is and i'm like, sitting I would there like to hear those and then the scene ends and i said wait that's it we don't get to hear more stories i wanted more please and brett's face yes please yeah. <laughs> she wanted to hear it was all too. of us in that moment mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but even when when they first started going on, I mean, the first time they went out, Mouch verbalized, you know, this is a lot. But the second time it was Mouch who was like, are we sure there's not something else happening here? And I just, I love how yeah. gentle Mouch, like Mouch can almost, I hearken it back to when we see that Joe, remember when Joe punished him for not getting him off on that sentence? Yeah. And then Mouch had to work so hard to work it off. And then he almost died and he came back better. It's, since then i feel like he's become more sensitive of a character to people around him yeah and i like that it was fun yeah no i agree i agree i mean him and herman both are like the dads of the firehouse and except for herman's like the like lay down the law kind of dad and herman's the one you come and get comfort and advice from you know Mm -hmm. i do hope we get to see more of the paramedicine because brett and mouch are really fun team Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think it's a good program. So I mean, mm-hmm. Brett needs to just slow down just a little bit. It's a little, a little much. And I think she will. She does that when she focuses hyper on something else when she's hurting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, okay. So I mean, I know, like I was saying, you know, Brett and Casey. That's terrible that that ended. But at least I'm, I'm glad that Hawkins and Violet got back together because if we had mm-hmm. lost that one too, I would have like not survived. I don't think. I was relieved because they are adorable. I, they're my favorite fire couple. I really, them. yes, yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty up there for me. I mean, it helps when I mean I know Stella ride, but I mean we've already established that neither Stella or Stella ride are my absolute <laughs> favorite characters. I think they're Violet all pretty even for me. So, her and Hawkins, I like it. I did. I felt real bad for Hawkins when yes. they saw him at the gas station. Like I, I and I was super proud of Gallo for not holding that to himself mm-hmm. because he could have he has feelings for Riley, he could have but no he went to her and he did the right thing and he told yeah. his friend and i was so glad to see her mm-hmm. as a friend did not see him like try to be like oh this is an opportunity for me to get her mm-hmm. but he went to her and he told her and i just it was also sad when hawkins said what did he say to her he's like are you really here oh that was so sad <laughs> But then I just, I don't, what I don't like about it is I don't like how he's being punished. Well, but he, I think he's okay. Like he says he's okay with it because this allows him to like openly date her and like to be with her without like having to 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he can just, they can be a couple without having to try to hide anything. Oh, she no longer works under him with um, yeah. this change, right? Mm-hmm. No, I agree with that. Different. I'm saying I don't like that he's being punished in this. Like he keeps getting sent off to all these other things, so mm-hmm. he has to keep canceling things with Violet. He even said at yeah. one point that it's because of this he can no longer say no to anything they yeah. request of him. That part he doesn't like. He doesn't mind not being her superior anymore because of the right. But he doesn't like that he doesn't feel like he can say no anymore yeah. to anything they ask. And that's kind of sad. Well, hopefully that will last. I mean, I don't think it will last so long. So, I mean, like, he'll eventually. Mm-hmm. Her surprising him. I was like, I love this. Oh, I love it. I kind of figured that was going to happen. Like, you're too early. There, when she's like, got a little canvas. That's what I like about him is that she's like. That's why she's my favorite. She's not overly serious. She's oh. got this goofiness about her that just is so cute. And so mm-hmm. I think they're and really, she's, I love but it. she's so particular at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like she's silly and she's light, but she's also very almost like I was just reading this book about a scientist who's very particular. Like she's just yeah. like, no, this is right, this is wrong. And that's kind of how Violet is, but she also has the goofiness. And I also think for me, meeting Hanako in person made her like she up was already my favorite. Higher that was my moment like i i brett was my favorite paramedic still is because i've known her the longest mm-hmm. but i mean hanako's personality is very similar to violence i feel like she's oh, just, is she's it really light and she's silly mm-hmm. and she's super kind i feel like we should take a moment to tell our listeners about getting to like see oh, this yeah. and because we and meet the reason jeanette and i were not on the premiere week of Chicago was because we were in Chicago meeting the Chicago fire people. And that was pretty good. And we met Taylor Kinney, who's Severi. We met David Eichenberg, who is Herman. And we met Hanako. What is her last name? Greensmith. Hanako. It's the easy That's name. I can't remember. Interesting <laughs> of names. Yeah. Hanako yeah. Greensmith, who plays Violet. We met all of them. We waved at Cap. We waved at uh, Riggin, or not Riggins. Um, Ritter. Ritter. And still, and, and um, you saw up there too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. But, but David, I mean, the most amazing, like, imagine the most amazing person you could possibly meet, mm-hmm. and that is David Eigenberg. 100%. He was so sweet. He was, I mean, just to tell the story, as they all came back, um, he was like, oh, we got to work now. And they all went over there. And then just like a minute later, we see him walking back to us. He didn't have to walk back to us. He was like, they don't need me right now. He came, he hugged, he hung out, he signed like this birthday board for these girls that were there. He offered them snacks at the snack table. I mean, he was just the best mm-hmm. person. You uh-huh. could ever meet. Yeah. And when I told him, because it, it was a hard day for us, the day started off very frustrating. Yes. <laughs> and so and Jeanette and I were very frustrated at the point that we met them. It was after lunch. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've never really cried when I met a celebrity before or someone who is in tv i've never cried when i met them interviewed nothing when i met david i did and I, I couldn't stop it if i tried i didn't mean to it just came out but i was telling them because my mastectomy recovery which was the hardest part of my cancer it bar none hardest part of my cancer harder than chemo was that freaking recovery it was fire that i watched on repeat over and over and over again and that was what brought me some took me away from what i was going through and i told him about that and he spent a little more time talking to me about it. And then when we were walking away, he said, he asked me, he's like, can I give you one more hug? Like, yeah, you can give me all the hugs sure. you want. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't like, you know, I mean, you could tell it was genuine. Yeah. He was like, very he human. Was genuinely touched by like hearing that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, to go back to Hanako, I mean, 
when we met her, I mean, she said, and this blew my mind. I'm like, how humble of a person do you have to be? She said, what's your name? And I said, I'm Jeanette. She said, hi, Jeanette. I'm Hanako. And she took my hand. <laughs> Jeanette was like, I know who you are. I, I'm aware. It's you like, know, I see humble. you every week on TV. I know you. Yeah, and she did like that with everybody, everybody who was standing there. It was just like, she put, she was not putting herself on any level above any of us. She was right there with us, introducing herself to us yeah. just the same. And I just, I mean, that meant a lot. She was also, really, she stayed and chatted a long time. And then they were like, Hanako, they need you. She was like, yeah, one minute. And then continued to take pictures and yeah, talk to the people standing there. Even though they were hollering for her to come back. I mean, they, she made sure everyone at that corner got their picture, got their yeah. hug, got what they needed. She, she was like, the show can wait. Mm -hmm. So it was really cool. And even Taylor Kinney, like we intercepted him on his way, leaving the mm -hmm. snack table back to set. And he just, you could tell that he was just tired. It, they yeah. had been filming all day long. They were there before we got there at like, what did we get there at 9 a.m.? Yes. He'd been already filming and set up for a long time. And this was almost five o'clock in the afternoon, in the evening. So he was just so tired. But we, we said, Taylor, can we get a picture? And he was like, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Without no hesitation, took a picture with us. And it was just, yeah. so they're, they're just fantastic people and it makes you like the show a little bit more i mean we already loved it but it made me like it a little bit more than i already did it's nice to know that the act that the characters we love are played by good people yes 100 and they were all yeah. like that so it was just it was really and the good. cast like the crew that was there i mean they were all super friendly so and just awesome. i mean everyone we met was wonderful mm -hmm. so there, it was nice i'm going to give a little shout out to katie and amy because yes. they flew up from North Carolina for one single day to go to the fire filming. And um, her it's Katie's the mom. No, Amy's Katie's the mom. Daughter. Katie's the daughter. Mm -hmm. Katie's dad, Amy's husband, has cancer. And he was currently in his, he was going through his third round with it. And they needed a break. So they flew down there. And the people from set brought them gifts from Chicago mm -hmm. Fire. And it was just, Aww. I get emotional really thinking about it. But then there was this woman who we were kind of talking like, oh, she's not very nice. She doesn't like us. But the moment she heard that story, she came over and started sharing her story with us. And then another crew guy came over and he was sharing his story with us. And it was just all these people. And they kept saying, go try to see him. Go down there. Go this way. Maybe go this way. So it was just, yeah. they're just fantastic people. So kudos to Chicago Fire for just being upstanding and amazing people. We unfortunately didn't get to meet any of the people from Fire or the crew, but I heard they're also <laughs> awesome. So great job sorry cool. I went off on that but it was it was really fun so yeah. <laughs> and with Violet I think she's always been like she is my second favorite paramedic mm -hmm. realize there's only two there's only two but, but okay the I'm only reason it. Brett edges her out for me is because I've known Brett longer but mm -hmm. I do really like the dynamic with Gallo and them and her so I mean you can see that Gallo yeah. still visibly likes her <laughs> he's still visibly into her but he's making the right decisions and I think Gallo's taking a weird turn. <laughs> oh, yeah. This week he took a very, very weird turn. <laughs> I love it, though, you guys. I love it so much. We don't typically get this kind of funny situational stuff happening too often mm -hmm. on fire. So I'm, it's usually more of a med thing. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, this kind of stuff tends to happen a little bit on med, but like on fire, I'm like, ooh. I'm all about this. Let's continue this, please. <laughs> I mean, you know, and I mean, Gallo just cracks me up anyways with his whole like, I mean, I, I have to admit, we were saying like, we hoped he just got, because I am totally, and it's Hakami is what we call like Hanako and Hawkins, in case you all didn't know their shit name. It's what something is it? with her last name. Her last name is something, but yeah, Hakami 
is their shipping. Okay. 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 So I love Hakami, but I love Gallo. So like I've been saying, okay, we just, Gallo just needs someone else because I need him just to find someone. He's, he's adorable and he's funny. And I love every bit about everything about him. Wasn't quite expecting, you know, the opening scene of like, I thought we'd just get to see something grow, but now he's jumping headfirst into some sort of relationship, <laughs> if that's what you call it. Um, I love that he went, when he went to talk to Ritter, this is why they're my favorite friends on the group. I was like, so what about you and too. that guy, you know? And he's like, yeah, that was like a month ago. He's like, every time you want to talk about your relationships, you try to talk about mine. Just, just get on with it. So funny. And I mean, Ritter, you know, just, well, you know, you might as well just have some, basically just tell him just have some fun, you know, like whatever, which cool. I think good advice. Like, you know, maybe this is what you need because you can't be lurking around, like staring at like Violet and Hawkins whenever they're together. So figure it out. When we found out who his new hookup was, I, I mean, I laughed out loud. No, as soon as um, Herman said that his niece was coming, I said, oh no. Me too. I was who like, the oh. heck is this? I was like, who in the heck is this niece? And she walks in. I'm like, I knew it. Ritter's face was my face though. He's just like. That was my favorite was Ritter. Mm-hmm. You know, I was, when I was watching Chicago Fire, we had, we were doing other things in our living room while it was on, but I had it on and I was watching it live. So I couldn't rewind it or anything. And I missed who she was. Like I missed what Herman mm-hmm. said. Mm-hmm. I vaguely saw her from the beginning of the episode, but I was also like, I think I missed the first five minutes of the episode. So I was like, I don't, I don't understand what this is, but I realized what by Ritter's face, something was happening. Mm-hmm. And then I rewatched mm-hmm. it. I was like, oh, yeah. Do you think they might be something of permanence because she's Herman's niece? Do you think they'll try to get I her on the show? I hope so. I hope so. Now I think Herman is going to flip a lid, <laughs> but I think Herman will oh, also- he does will we know herman though just like joe was with his that girl that gallo was the other one hooked up with her too that's right i forgot about that i think i mean after a minute you will realize i mean you know gallo is you know i mean if you want somebody he's gonna treat her good as long Mm -hmm. as you know i mean right now it's just a hookup because i think she's cool with that too he's a good guy so i think eventually i'm hoping anyways she does stay and then herman realizes you know it'll be all right but i think he's gonna flip out for a while but um next week i don't know the none of these chicago trailers for next week i feel like gave us a whole lot but basically it looks like one of those episodes that we're gonna be on the edge of our seats it's like stressful they're at some sort of theater fire it looks like the building or the like ceiling collapses everyone just looks stressed or worried and so I hope that we don't have someone getting seriously injured, but these are typically those episodes that like worry us. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we hope that Otis didn't die too in that. So, yeah. We've heard of no one is leaving as far as I know on fire. So I think we're safe. Leave our people alone. (laughs) Let them be maybe a little bit hurt and then they recover. Mm -hmm. We can do that. That's fine. And maybe something will, something that happens will jar something out of carver and we will find out how he got his scar um officially because i do kind of hope we don't drag that storyline on forever i'd like to just go ahead and figure it out and move on with the situation um so maybe there'll be something in this that'll cause that to come up or something i don't know fire's gonna be really intense next week i think it's gonna be good there's it's never good when there's a mayday call but it's also we're gonna dive into pd because there's some things happening there that are also stressful. Mm-hmm. 
And we, one thing that was missing for most of the PD fandom in episode one was Adam Ruzek. But we got a Ruzek heavy episode today that we're going to talk about. It was last Wednesday, but we're talking about it today. Miss Jeanette has been waiting and I cannot believe that you gave Adam to Eve. That's because I'm going to talk about Berserk here in a little while. <laughs> but oh, Jeanette has yeah, been looking I was... forward to talking about this for the entire week. I could really do this whole episode myself if you guys <laughs> want to just go ahead. We, and yeah, we can just make this the Jeanette show. It'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a pretty heavy Adam episode. It started off um, with that court case. And I have to admit, I was a little confused at first because I couldn't remember if it was maybe a court, like a case that had just happened that I was supposed to remember. And then it was mentioned it was five years ago. And then I'm sitting there thinking like, well, I don't remember anything that happened five years ago because I binged all of this in a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, kind of had me a little bit worried because Kim was kind of... Well, I had Kim a little bit untrusting, but I mean, I feel like she's been like that. Yeah. I'm not sure that, I don't know. I'm not sure that she meant that, like the way that it came out. I don't think she did. Well, in the beginning of the episode, she was like, did you go over the materials? Did you do this? Did you do this? I think she was worried. That's, I I think that's what it was. I don't think she was necessarily worried that Adam did do this. I think she was worried, like, what if they think you did? And this is what, I mean, she just wanted him to be, because he was being kind of nonchalant about the whole thing. Just kind of like, well, I didn't do anything. So it'll be fine. And that's how he is. So and, I think, and, yeah. And she's I an over preparer. So I think, and I, I think it's different. put Kim kind of on high alert because that is how Adam is. He just doesn't stress over stuff. Yeah. And she's an overthinker. And she's like, why are you not overthinking this like I am can you come into my space and I relate to her in those ways and so like I get it like but I did I was proud of Adam for saying kind of what we've all been thinking you know Kim you've got to start believing in me I was like thank you for saying that because like I mean we you know find out later or whatever I mean I don't think that it's necessarily that she hasn't been but she definitely hasn't been communicating that she believes in him and so this was sort of like you're gonna have to do this he had had enough and I was mm-hmm. really proud of him for that and I think that there were two, I mean, yes, Adam and Court was shining. Adam in that suit was. I was going to say, we cannot do this episode without talking about Adam and his suit. Adam, I knew can, wear, I knew it, Adam can wear anything and you'd say he looked good in it. I think <laughs> that's like the suit. But I have seen like, I mean, these pictures of him in the suit came out months ago and I posted them to you all. Look, Adam's in a suit. So like I've been waiting for the episode of where we get to see Adam in the suit and it was finally here. But I think that there were other shining moments from him too. And there's one that we cannot forget to talk about is when he's building the birdhouse. Oh. I mean. There's another look that I'm really into. The dad mode Adam mm-hmm. with his little like sh- cargo shorts, bare feet. This was, <laughs> I think that's primo Adam, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah. And I his crooked little birdhouse that he built for Michaela. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, that is so sweet. Yeah. And I think the best part about it was he said, yeah, I'm building this because Michaela wants it. And then later in the episode, we see that heartbreaking scene. Like, I just, I don't like it when they do that to kids on this. Like, I don't like it. That really I know tough. that it happens. So they mm-hmm. they can't like ignore that it happens. 
But Adam, in that moment, when he when he gave her the, I mean, I, you know, I mean, well, I mean, the listeners don't know, but my daughter is 10. My daughter's in the fifth grade. I mean, this was just, it, it was a lot to watch. When he handed her that little the horse, horse and just said like, you mm-hmm. know, when the way he talked to me, he's like, we have a daughter. And I mean, just all of those moments. And I think for Kim, it was also like, I mean, obviously she's known, like he loves Michaela and he is, but seeing him react like that was just he is her dad there Mm -hmm. is no doubt about it I don't care what you want to do I don't care what's on paper any of that he is her father yep and as heartbreaking as that what that was it was a scene that really pushed them forward in this episode it needed to happen unfortunately yeah yeah and you can see how him being a dad has changed him (laughs) the wipe away my tears you can see how being a dad has changed him in so many different ways, even like right down to the interrogation room, because he used to be a little bit more like Void, very hot-headed when he's passed. And like something like this is something Adam is passionate about. A child was killed. That triggers everybody on that team every time. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. And he tended to be a lot more hot-headed. And even when he was in the stand and like, are there any other unlawful entries in these complaints? I want to be like, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, when he Pretty said sure no, he's done that. Time, I was like, mm, pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So that's what he was. And I think that being a father has made him more cautious because he recognizes how much he has to be there for Michaela. So when he's in that interrogation room with that woman, mm-hmm. I was impressed. And you could even see how Kim was watching him. I was impressed at how he handled that situation. He didn't yeah. fly off the handle. No, he didn't. I mean, he was firm and he was, but I mean, he did not do anything that he should have done. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got results, you know, I mean, he finally did get her to talk and get her to admit what was going on and honestly his approach is probably a lot more effective than what he would have done in the past and what you know Voight would do now (laughs) that's true that's true but I mean like everything about like even when they were on when they finally got on the bus and you know Kim's obviously in there and uh you know she's in plain clothes you know and when he rushes on that bus, he's like, get behind my vest. I'm just like, I love you. I was terrified for her when she got on the, that bus. I was like, if they do something to Kim, yeah. I'm We're going- done doing stuff to Kim. I'm just going to, like, the writers are just going to hear me on that. Like, never again. Yeah. I do I, anything to Kim. Yeah. I was like, someone that that uh, writing team needs to be fired if they let something happen yeah. to Kim again. No, she because gets to things... live a happy life forever yeah. from now on. Well, and as far as I'm out concerned. of all of all the things that that poor woman has been through, it's like, leave her alone. Mm-hmm. It's like, don't let anything bad happen to this woman. Yeah. Please. Yeah. But um, nothing terrible did happen to Kim. She was fine. And um, we got Jeanette's wish. Or it looks like we're going to. It looks like we're headed that way. (laughs) I think this is it, y'all. And I think I've said this before this episode. This is Burzak's year. I am confident that they have made us. I mean, Burzak fans, we've stuck around through a lot. And we're still here for it. So I think now it's time to reward us. I mean, we're losing, you know, Upstead. So like Burzak needs to happen like full on and I'm not talking just happy family I'm talking like kissing we, we need to have full on Burzak I need a kiss soon and I like I mean <laughs> if it's not too much to ask I really would like a wedding by the season finale you know but I'm not sure if I'm gonna get quite that much maybe well, that is I, the season I, finale I, I would love to have a wedding 
I don't see why that's not a problem. I mean, I think that it could happen easily. I don't think that's too much to ask for after everything, you know, we've been through with this couple. Agreed. Agreed. But Kim, like, I was really proud of Kim in this scene, if I'm being honest. Like, because we know that, I mean, she's frustrated people. Others more than even me, because I think Kim Burgess can do no wrong either. <laughs> um, but her saying to Adam, it wasn't just I'm moving in and accepting mm-hmm. his offer. She said, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, she told him, you are what Michaela needs. You are her father. Like, you have been steady this whole time. Um, and she said, and she apologized too. She said, and I'm sorry if you haven't, yep. if I haven't always made you feel this way. So I think, I mean, that conversation, she said everything right. There, were, That conversation was perfect. Yeah. Even the way she introduced that they're moving in there, mm-hmm. which I thought was so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. She, when she talked about the repairs it needs. <laughs> what year was this house built in? It looks like it. But you just know? the look on Adam's face, how it transformed when he's like, what, that what does that mean? Yeah. And it just it means house is old. You need to fix it. <laughs> so I, the issues I've had, the only issues I've ever had with Kim is the back and forth she does with Rusek. And I've said this before on our Chicago podcast that what I didn't like about her was that she would ask him to be a parent when it was convenient for her and pull it away when she didn't want him to have it. And I didn't think that was fair. And I didn't think that was right. And I think she fixed it with this episode. Yeah. yeah. And I hope we get to see, I mean, if we don't get a Bursack wedding, can we get a Michaela adoption? Like, oh. can he officially become her dad too? The moment I want to see is I, too. I, I want to see, let's, I want to see you tell Michaela that you guys are moving in. Can we please see that? Because yes. I feel like that would be really special. I really don't want that to be off camera. That and I want... Yeah, I mean, I think we need to see it. And I want her to call him dad sometime mm-hmm. this season. She's already yeah. called Kim mom. I, I really want to see her call Adam dad for the first time. Can you mm-hmm. imagine his face? It will be pure joy. Like, oh, Jeanette, you're, you're going to watch that scene again and again and again. I have again. already watched the Berserk, like, happy little reunion on this episode. Like, enough, guys. Like, I've. Have you? Have you watched it enough? Maybe not, but <laughs> probably by most people's standards, I've watched it enough. <laughs> I loved it. They're probably my favorite couple ever, guys. Like, I mean, this like if they can take- get together, they will be. It's back and forth. I don't like. Yeah, they've taken the title from Stidia, I think, if they can get together. Oh, I suppose Stidia wasn't really together either. So, That's yeah, we have to take the cake if they get together. <laughs> we can't repeat that, please. We can't have you them imagine. Get right before the show ends like oh I, Jeanette will riot I will drive up to Chicago and have a conversation with those people myself <laughs> I won't drive I'll fly you know driving like you might hours. drive I might drive you know I might be bad enough to do that but you'll just, you'll just hop in your car right for the episode and yep. drive on up to Chicago drive all night let's do it right they need to be a happy little family of three, all three of them. Maybe no four. Left. Maybe they can have another baby. Yeah, yeah. they can have another baby. That's fine. But it, it needs good. to be no less than three. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but it's sad that, like, I mean, we can get this. And I I do feel compassion for the Upstead fans because I don't mm-hmm. think you all are going to get this happy ending. No, certainly not. I'm not thinking. And I was saying that I think there's going to be, you know, trouble, you know, in the marriage and Jay's going to leave. And unfortunately, I feel like that might be where they're headed. Yeah, I am. I'm really actually unhappy with the way they're handling this storyline a lot. 
But what yeah. a, what is a good solution here, though? The thing is, like, I didn't want him to die. Okay, I didn't. But mm-hmm. at the same time, right now, I feel like we are we are destroying everything that Jay Halstead has been for nine years. Yeah, I don't like that either. It's he would net the. I mean, everything he did in this episode, and really in episode one, he would have never done. And so this, and especially not for Voight. I mean, I know he cares for Voight. I mean, just like the whole team cares for each other. I don't know. I just I feel like we're really destroying his character, and I don't care for it. I feel like there could have. I'd like to say there could have been a better way, but I really don't, as long as he's with Haley, I don't see any other better way. I mean, they could have killed him off. We would have been upset. You know, this storyline we have going on is making me upset. I don't think there's a great way that's going to say, I don't know. It's not like with um, Aaron, where she just took off for new york because you know they weren't i mean they weren't even engaged yet mm-hmm. i mean he's they're breaking up a marriage yeah if they're not going to kill him off they have to make and that's the stupid part is that no one wants jay to die i actually like jay's character is he my favorite guy on pd no but i like his character and i think that if they aren't going to kill him off they have to make it to where he can't come back and the only way to make it to where a character's all their ties have been severed is to make them really unlikable make them really fail make them really burn some bridges so unfortunately i yeah. make it's either that or he dies and i don't like i agree with you i don't like that they took this i would have i would have almost rather they killed them off i honestly not that i want that to happen i think that storyline would have made more sense mm-hmm. i agree you know he might pull an alex perez and just leave Haley for aaron and move to new york i, I wouldn't be happy with that either no. because that goes against no. who he is too no, it's not. Almost none of this. Is. Almost a little worse. God, if they pull a Grey's Anatomy on this storyline, I'm going to drive <laughs> oh. to Chicago with Jeanette. I'll meet you there. I mean, it'll take me a little longer, but I'll meet you there. I'm sure you'll still be laying into them when I. But I do think they gave us a little hint into this last season because Voight, Voight basically told him, you know, if you go down this road, I mean, it's going to ruin you. Mm-hmm. He told Haley the same thing, and <clears throat> Jade said, "Well, I had to lie for you, so now this is where I'm at." But I did like that Voight said to him, you are not my keeper. Stop. He he implored them to stop, but he won't stop. And I but do you know think that Haley did this last season too, or Jade did this last season too, where mm-hmm. they don't trust Voight. So then they yeah. override him in the field, but that screws things up. If you do not trust your leader, you cannot screw over the mission because you don't trust him. You need to fix the problem. So you're not jeopardizing everything in the field. My issue is though that like in this episode, Jay's not overriding him. I mean, if you think no, about like, at the motel, I mean at the motel though, they've got a key. And even Kim, like you see Kim's face mm-hmm. too. Kim and Haley both are like, what are you all doing? This yeah. is not okay. And I don't know, it's just so out of character for Jay that I just I really hate it. Even when the overriding I was talking about, Haley did that when she burst yeah. into that drug den. And what was like that was your call to make? That was what I was talking about. But the other point when Jay is when they were in the abandoned mall and Jay had that dealer and they all say, that's enough. Stop. He assaulted a police officer. He shoved your boss. He didn't yeah. really. <laughs> it was too much. I when mean... Voight has to be the one pulling you back, that's a problem. Voight should it's have to be the really one pulled back because that's the nat- natural order of things. And that's what I thought Jay was supposed to be. Jay was supposed to be not his keeper, but keeping him in line. 
Like, listen, mm-hmm. we're, we're in this together now. So I'm going to be the voice of reason. You're going to be void, but I'm going to pull you back when I need to pull you back. And it's, yeah. it seems like the opposite is happening now. Like, I didn't even have a problem so much with him thinking out with Voight early to go have stitches. Like, okay, that's, I, I understand. Deal. Whatever. He blew off dinner with Haley to go meet Hank for a drink. Mm-hmm. That did not sit well with me no. at all. I mean, she doesn't and deserve for what? That. Just to yeah. keep an eye on him so he didn't patrol an area? I mean, was too he spending much. too much time in that area? Yes, he was. Was he focusing too hardcore on something? Yes, he was. Was he actually doing something that he needed to have a constant babysitter? No. Nope. He, he was patrolling an area. He was spending mm-hmm. all of his time doing police work instead of being a normal human being. But yeah. it didn't require, because even then, it would be different if he was like, you know what, Haley, I really think Hank needs somebody so he doesn't go off the rails. I really, need... But he didn't. He lied to Haley and said, I'm doing paperwork still. Be home soon. Yep. You're not protecting her at that point. I get with the stitches thing, you didn't want to tell her because you didn't want her to get involved in you know, right. faking that. But this wouldn't have gotten her in trouble at all. Why Why lie to her about it? I know. And then in the preview I mean, for next week, there's a lot of tears. And Jay, well, it's the preview starts off with Jay saying, I'm here to tell the truth. Like, yeah, you are. <laughs> it was a very dark preview, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Like, it did not make me excited about next week at all. I just think they're I all in the place of Jay's character. Yeah, they're really putting his character through the ringer this season, and it's only been two episodes so far. And next week is his, I, I guess, this is we, it. That next week is his very last episode. So he's gone one way or another next week. Yeah. Which is why it concerns me that Hank is on his knees crying at some point in the preview. Like, oh, to make Hank really, cry is a big deal. I'm getting really anxious. So, but maybe they it's will kill him. But my problem here is that if they kill off his character next week, we've had two and a half maybe next week's full episode with jay being different than jay mm-hmm. so kill him off when he's still a good cop don't am i don't kill him off when he's going off the rails don't don't do that either pull him I, off the rails and take him off the show or yeah. make him the way he was and then kill him off i feel like i and i wish i had the article but i i didn't read the article myself but i, I someone i read that someone mentioned an article um where nick gelfus which is will um I think he spilled the beans that we are not killing Jay. So we're just going to ruin him. Well, what's he going to do? I mean, is he going to like move just to move? Maybe he's going to, I mean, another possibility would be to re-enlist. I mean, at least that would seem better than, I don't, I don't know. Nothing really sounds good. I feel like, and here's the thing. I don't know if you all have heard these rumors. I mean, I do know for like, I heard people talk about that, um, the blonde on SVU. I don't watch SVU, but she's, you know, come and help the team every once in a while. She was let go because apparently NBC is needing to make a bunch of budget cuts. So she was let go from um, SVU and apparently like, I mean, not like her choice to leave, like was fired. So a lot of people are speculating that they're having to make budget cuts to the one Chicago shows. But that bugs me too, because it's like, if that's the case, then why are you bringing on all these, why are you bringing on Carver on fire? Why are we bringing on as much as I love Benjamin, like, and I like Torres, Torres's character, we don't need to bring him on. Like, I understand that Jesse probably makes more than a lot of these people. So I'm sure he is a higher paid, but, and I don't know, I mean, because it's not been said if this is his decision or if he was forced out. I don't know. I would rather have the OG people. 
Yeah. We've grown attached to these people. We don't yeah. want to lose them just because you want to cut them off. That's not why we want to lose these people. Yeah. And I think they're doing him a disservice because if he, from if that's true that they're not going to kill him off, then from that preview, I don't think he's going to enlist. I think he's, it almost seems like maybe what they're going to go is what happened with that Roy guy was just too much for him and it was too heavy of a burden to carry. So he's going to spill it on Haley and Voight and then duck and run. If that if that's, he would if that's how terrible, I know, but if that's how terrible they started his character off, then yeah. that's how they're going to finish him off, which is going to just completely destroy everything that Jay built because that is not who Jay is supposed to be. No. I mean, I could see him leaving before he would spill the beans on anyone. That's not who he is, you know? Yeah, at this point, I don't think there is any way to write him off that we're going to not be unhappy with. Yeah. So, But if he's I'm telling the really truth about something, that's what it is. I'm just anxious to know what happens because I did not like the look of that preview. So like that one line though that Jay says of one bad act doesn't make you a bad person. Like I want to know who he's saying that to. Like is he saying that to Haley as a way to make her feel better before he's gone? I mean obviously he's not saying it to Hank because Hank's committed many more bad acts than just one. Um, But I mean I wonder what that means but i mean that was a powerful like that stood out to me in the preview that was a really powerful line i really think that's where they're going because he's got to burn every bridge to leave Haley. so i think that's i think that's where they're going well if he does if they're not going to have him back on the show they're going to take away all of our hope so they're going to completely burn every bridge so i think i think that next week is going to be hard all around i think we have a scary fire episode that looks traumatic and i mean do they have really have to have all the really hard episodes in one night like can we just you make one of them a little lighter, but it seems like all of them are going to be hard next week. So tune in Wednesdays to watch Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, Chicago PD in that order, starting at 8, 7 central. Right? That's right. Because fire starts at 8 central, PD starts at 9 central. So starting at 8, 7 central, tune into Med first, follow the rest. And you will see our Fox Night coming out on Sunday where we're talking about the resident 911. So stay tuned for that. This will be our new um schedule now we're gonna get these to you on tuesday night so you have some time to catch the recaps before you watch your shows on wednesday so if you have any questions we'd love to hear from you feel free to email us or check out our facebook groups go ahead over there and make sure to subscribe we've got some contests going in some of our groups for subscribing to our channel subscribe on youtube or on podbean and we'll see you in a week bye guys bye loving our content subscribe to our youtube channel and don't forget to share our podcast with your family and friends We want to continue the conversation with you. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok under Fandom Family Chats or one of our ever-growing Facebook groups by searching Family Fan Club. We've also launched a website, familyfanclub2021 at wixsite.com. You can email us there and keep checking it for announcements and merch coming soon. And of course, be sure to tune in every week for new episodes discussing all your favorite shows.